0: On episode four hundred and twenty-one of Nintendo Switchcraft, the Ninja Saviors. Would you like a very large hat? Those are some expensive games, and a direct leak. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. This is Jenny from New South Wales, and you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. Welcome back, everyone, to SwitchCraft. It is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. You can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, although this episode, not live. I'm not feeling so hot. I've got a doctor's appointment today, so no live show, but the show must go on. This episode of SwitchCraft is made possible by patrons like you. Get SwitchCraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at run jumps, over at patreon.com slash run jump stomp and if you want to leave a voicemail like you heard at the beginning of the show head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device and I may even play it on the show before we get started uh, I want to talk about um, another podcast which is a show that I've kind of been off and on about like I actually started this show before, Nintendo Switchcraft. It's called Run Jump Stomp. Uh, It was a solo show for a while. And then I had a co-host for a while. And then I did a solo show again for a while. And then I decided "Ah, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to do that anymore. I've decided to bring it back. And the reason that I brought it back or that I'm bringing it back, or I guess I did bring it back because there's already two episodes out. But uh, the reason I brought it back is because I got this new microphone that hooks up to my phone. And that means I can I can record quick little snippets when I'm out and about. It's a really, really good microphone. I'm very happy with it. I recorded an episode of Switchcraft on it, and it's it's just an awesome microphone. Now, what exactly is the podcast Run, Jump, Stomp? Well, it's anything that doesn't fit into any of my other podcasts. I like to talk about all kinds of games, but I made shows that are very, very niche and specific, but... I've always wanted to be able to talk about things that don't belong in these shows, and a while ago, I said, I'm going to do the Nintendo segment on Saturdays, but there's always so much to talk about with Nintendo that I can't squeeze it in, so that's where Run, Jump, Stomp comes in. Now, I know that I had probably about one-fourth of the people who listen to Nintendo Switchcraft listened to Run, Jump, Stomp in the past, Um that number has really dwindled since I kind of shut the show down. A lot of people unsubscribed, of course. So I want to let everybody know that it is back. It is there, and what is the show? It is going to be basically these little blips from me. Um, maybe not exactly daily, but multiple times a week. A five ten minute show at the most. Uh, where I'm going to talk about a one specific thing in the gaming industry and my thoughts on it. So if that sounds interesting to you, make sure that you go over to anchor.fm/slash-run-jump-stomp. Uh, that's anchor.fm/slash-run-jump-stomp. And once you're there, you'll see my uh, little cartoon version of me, and it says RJS on the side. Uh, so make sure that you go over there and subscribe. And, of course, you can call and leave voicemails on that show as well. Make sure you're leaving the voicemail on the correct show, uh, and I'll be able to respond to your voicemail directly from my phone and include your voicemail in the show as well. I'm really looking forward to bringing that show back. So uh, make sure that you check it out. All right, we've got all that out of the way. I want to talk about some video games, so let's get started. Nuts for Nintendo. I think we're all a little nuts for Nintendo. Let's start by talking about... A side scrolling beat em up that I I think I mentioned it on the show before, but uh I've I've now gotten all the way to the last boss, and I'm struggling real hard with the last boss. This is a this is a pretty difficult game, but it's very generous with its uh the the way it, it gives you continues, and that is the Ninja Saviors. Uh this is actually an old arcade game that has been ported to the Switch essentially, and it is super, super fun. It's got it's got some amazing graphics. This is 16-bit. Um, you know, I'm gonna say 90s arcade era aesthetics, and I absolutely love it. You can play as these uh, three different robots. Although I think I read someplace that there are four robots. Once you defeat the game once, and like I said, I'm on the last stage, and I'm I'm just having trouble finishing off that last boss. I've gotten really really close but I have yet to actually finish them off. The game is gorgeous. It is super fun. Um, It's very uh, combo heavy, so there's a bunch of different combos that you can do. Like, uh, my favorite character is the ninja, although, honestly, all three of the characters seem like ninjas, but there's one character named Ninja, and he is like this huge, burly, robot ninja, uh, and moves really, really slowly. And I think the reason why I like him so much is just his animations are fantastic. If you do like a side B, he slides forward really, really fast and moves across the screen. And then you can attack in the middle of that and throw an awesome, um, I would say like a sidekick, uh, which is really powerful. And it's fun when you connect it uh, with somebody who's way across the screen. He also does, uh, if you push down B, he will kind of jump up into the air and flip around and then land on the enemies with his back, which is really awesome. And then he also has like these jets that come out of the his the back of his uh, suit, or I guess it's not his suit because he is his suit. He's a robot. Uh, but he jumps up, these jets come out, and then if you attack in the air, he'll kind of spin around and hit everybody with the, uh, with the jet exhaust coming out of his, his back. It's incredibly fun. The other characters. One of them is uh, an extremely fast-moving uh, robot ninja whose name I can't pronounce because it's very Japanese uh, in, in its in its uh, phonetics, I guess, and it's just not something that I'm I'm I, I'm not going to attempt it, and I don't have it in front of me anyway. Uh, and then there's another character who resembles a female, but she's of course a robot again. And she has the ability to throw shurikens and stuff like that. I don't really like either of those characters. I like ninja. The ninja character is super fun. And it, you know, when I cl- when I clicked on him, I was very surprised at how huge and burly the character was. Um, let's see what else. Oh, uh, there's a lot. There's a good risk reward system in the game as well. As you are playing. There is a little bar that slowly fills up, which is your special attack. And when it's completely full, if you push the A button, uh, your character will jump up into the air and put down a bunch of bombs, basically, on the ground, basically wiping out every enemy on the screen, which is really cool. So in most most side-scrolling beat-em-ups that are like this, you would tend to hold on to that and use it rarely. But with this... You want to use those abilities quite often because it recharges really, really quickly. Now, if it's full and you get hit, it doesn't actually deplete. However, if it is still charging and you get hit, it will go back down to zero. So you'll have to start building it up again. So uh, in, in addition to using that special move when it's full, you can also push up and attack and with the ninja character, I mean, everybody has their own attacks, but with the ninja character, which I've really been focusing on, he'll go crazy with with nunchucks and spinning them around and doing lots of damage. And even some characters, or some enemies, I mean, you can only damage with those attacks or through throws and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, at first, I was really struggling with this game because I was holding on to um that uh the the power and hoping that it would fill up and then use it at the end because i felt like that was the most powerful but really what i what i found is that using those special attacks really makes it much much easier and it means that you you do end up using your special power the the, like the ultimate ability less because it uses up as you use your up attack it uses up some of that charge, and then you have to recharge it. But the game is just fantastic. It's pretty quick. I would say that I there, there's, there's eight uh, levels. Seven of them are just normal levels, and then the final boss uh, is the eighth level, and that's the one that I'm on right now. Um, it, it's a pretty quick game. It doesn't take very long to get through. However, uh, each of those first seven levels, um, they all have time attack mode, so you can go back through and try it out afterwards, uh, and I think that it's definitely a really, really fun game. It's $20, and if you like these side-scrolling beat-em-ups, then I think that you will enjoy this. Again, the graphics are fantastic. Uh, I've played through on single-player. The bosses are uh, really cool and unique each time. Um, th- I played through on single player. It does have a multiplayer mode. My son looked at it and he was like, nah, I'm going to go play Fortnite. He didn't really, he wasn't really interested in it, but it is basically the nineties arcade style side scrolling beat up. And it's fantastic. Uh, I'm really, really enjoying it. And I think that if you are looking for that kind of game, uh, for the side scrolling beat up from the nineties you're absolutely going to have fun with the ninja saviors. Uh, So I just wanted to let everybody know about that. Uh, Speaking of ninjas, uh, Sega Ages is bringing out a a classic uh, ninja-style game, Shinobi. Uh, Sega Ages version of Shinobi will also include the Western version of the game. Additionally, it will have difficulty settings and the ability to select your favorite stages. Uh, That's also been implemented. This allows you to practice the stages that you have trouble with. Um, For players aiming for the uh, Shinobi bonus, which you can get by clearing a stage without using any shuriken, the melee attack button has also been added. So if you aren't familiar with Shinobi, it's a side-scroller style game. And um, when you... Well, okay. I've only played Shinobi 3. I never played the original Shinobi, but when I played Shinobi 3, um, you had a melee attack, and then you also, using the same button, had a shuriken attack, and I can't remember exactly. I think you had to push up in a button in order to, or the melee attack would work when you were right up next to somebody, and otherwise it would throw a shuriken. The problem with that is sometimes you would throw a shuriken when you didn't mean to throw a shuriken, and right now I've said shuriken uh, a bunch of times, and I'm wondering if I'm pronouncing it right, uh, because when I was a kid, we just called them ninja stars. I didn't know that they were called shurikens until later, and I don't know that I've ever heard the word said out loud, so shuriken, 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 there you go. Uh, Anyway, there is a shinobi bonus that you can get by clearing a stage without throwing any shurikens, and it was always kind of a pain because you would possibly throw them by accident. Uh, So basically, Sega has been doing this with all of their Sega Ages games. They've been making slight modifications to improve them, uh, which I, I welcome. I think it's a fantastic mode or a fantastic thing that Sega Ages has been doing, And it also kind of motivates me to be more likely to check out these games because I have I have a Sega Genesis Classic. I have my RetroPie. I have my arcade cabinet in the room here behind me with a RetroPie in it. I have a lot of these games. But when when these companies do something and improve upon it and allow me to buy it for not a super expensive price. That's pretty cool, and it's a lot more compelling. Like for instance, I have Fantasy Star. Um, well, is it two or one? I it, well, I have all of them, but I have the I have um, Fantasy Star Sega Ages, uh, and that one they updated to have uh, auto mapping. So when you're playing the game, it draws a map for you as you play. And that was like an instant buy for me, because even though I could easily play these games for free on my Retro Pie, don't at me, um, you know, Sega made it uh, cheap, available, and improved on it. And I was like, hell yes, I'm going to throw money at you. Nice job. Uh, so uh, Shinobi looks awesome, and it's definitely something I want to check out. I do wish it was Shinobi 3 and not the original Shinobi, just because I love Shinobi 3. That game is so much fun. And honestly, I don't think I played that game until much, much later uh, in life. It wasn't something that I played when I was a kid. Uh, I don't think just any of it. I I just don't think any of my friends owned it. But it's coming to the Nintendo Switch. And it's also going to have leaderboards just like the other Sega Ages games. uh, So you can compete for a high score against the other players in the arcade version. And it has a replay feature which has been implemented, I I just think it's awesome. And uh, I'm looking forward to playing that. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about very, very large hats. Stick around. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. It's two-player fun on the split screen. Only for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. Superpower. A hat in time on Nintendo Switch is going to have a bigger file size than other versions of the game. Now, man, 16 gigabytes. For A Hat in Time. A Hat in Time is a side-scrolling style game. Uh, I I believe it is. I I know that there's a lot of people who are very excited for A Hat in Time. Uh, Me, personally, I don't really... Like, I've never been excited for this game. However, the game on the Switch is much larger than... On other systems, like it's a much bigger um, uh, file size, and that's not usually the case. And it's not a side scroller. I don't know why I said side scroller. It's a um, my brain is not quite working today. Uh, it is a 3D style game, and uh, why is it so much bigger? Here's my guess, and this is just a guess. Uh, I could be wrong about this, but if you think about it the switch has a good deal less resources than other um than other versions of of, or other platforms that this game is playable on and what does that mean well it means that now the game has a lot more to load into um into memory so what what perhaps they're doing And again, I am not a technical person. This is just my guess. Uh, Perhaps what they're doing is they're making it so that the game does not have to decompress these larger textures before it puts them into the game. Um, I don't know if I'm explaining what I think in the right way. Let me try one more time. Think of it this way. On other platforms, you have enough uh, RAM and CPU in order in order for that system to take a, a a compressed file, decompress it, put it into the game very quickly. With the switch, you don't have that. So, they decompress them and save them in the file that way. So now the game doesn't have to decompress it. And the the problem with that is now it's uh, made the file size a great deal bigger um a reddit user also found that they were as they were playing through it they have these skippy moments where it's um during gameplay it would stop for a second and um, basically just the whole game would freeze i i don't know if uh if maybe maybe the, I don't know maybe the switch just isn't up to the task which I find difficult. I don't know I don't know much about this game, but it doesn't seem to me to be a game that is overly graphically intensive. I could be wrong about that. It just doesn't seem like that to me from the from the video that I've seen and the screenshots that I've seen. Sure it looks fine, but I've seen much nicer looking games that doesn't mean that it doesn't require a lot of uh, CPU or GPU to get running correctly. So, I don't know, a hat in time might be something you want to pass on on the Nintendo Switch if uh, 16 gigs of space is not something that you that you want to uh, uh, sacrifice for, uh, for your Switch, especially when you can get it on the PS4 at like 4 gigabytes. It's kind of bananas. Uh, and... Uh, I'm not sure why that's happening, but you know, those are just my guesses. All right, I want to talk about this dentist. What? A dentist? Yes, a dentist. I want to talk about this dentist. Uh there's a dentist who just bought 40 NES games. All right, cool. How much did he spend for those, Bill? Well, it's it's funny. I got an answer for you. A million dollars. And you might be like, what in the hell are you talking about? Well, let me give you the the down low. Uh Eric Nariman uh who I probably pronounced his name wrong, he's a dentist who also is a big video game collector. Uh he purchased 40 rare titles for the NES uh and his his asking price was 1.02 million dollars. Uh so what exactly is in this 1 1 1.2 million dollar collection that he just bought. Well, sticker sealed black box copies of the 1986 arcade edition of Mario Brothers, two copies of 1985's Golf and the only known copies of 1986's Balloon Fight and Gumshoe. Uh the the this was a ba- basically this was called like the holy grail of, of collectors of collections, basically. And it actually was assembled by three other collectors who then combined it and then sold it together. Um, this guy, obviously, you know, I went into the wrong business. Uh, this dentist has 1.2 million to drop on, uh, <laughs> on NES games. I'm more than a little jealous, uh, but Hey, you know what? If you got the money, then you, you can't bury it with you. So you might as well buy this stuff, man. That stuff sounds cool. Like a sealed copy of the arcade edition of Mario brothers and sealed copies of golf and sealed copies of balloon fight as well as gumshoe. That's just awesome. Uh, and I just thought that I would share cause I knew that you guys are nerds like me and you would find it interesting. Here's something else you might find interesting. Um, I know that there's a lot of people out there that really like smash yours truly included and of those people out there that really like smash i know many of them prefer to play that game using the gamecube controller now i don't really care what controller i personally use it really doesn't matter to me I tend to really like the Joy-Cons myself. Like, I think that they work really well. I also really like you know, using the um, uh, the Pro Controller. I've not yet tried it with my SN30 Pro Plus just because I haven't been playing Smash at all lately. Uh, but I haven't yet tried it with my SN30 Pro Plus. However, a lot of the people who really like the GameCube Controller as the, as the default de facto Smash Controller... A lot of those people probably don't like to play in portable mode because then they're back to the Joy-Cons. Well, I've got good news for you, and uh, I, I tweeted this out, so if you want to link to this, the Amazon uh, the Amazon link to it, you can follow the show notes, uh, runjumpstomp.com. This is episode 421, or just find me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. Make sure you follow and then uh, you can see that I tweeted out this this link, and it, if you buy from that link, you will directly be supporting the show. Now, uh, what exactly are we looking at? Well, it is essentially a GameCube controller turned into JoyCons. It everything looks very very GameCubey. It's got a D-pad on the left side. It's got the uh, the white um, uh, joystick that has the little circles on the top, which I was never really a fan of those little circles on the top. I did not like the way that it felt. But the thing about the the joystick is it also has that octagonal cutout around the bottom so you can feel very easily which direction you're pushing it. It also has a C-stick, very similar to a GameCube C-stick, and the ABXY buttons are in that awesome formation with the giant A button excuse me, the giant A button, the tiny little B button, and then the oddly shaped Y and X buttons. And for me, I always thought that that was a wonderful layout for the four face buttons, much better than the diamond formation that everybody else went with. I thought that this was better because every single button felt different and it was easy to identify which one you were about to hit at any time. Uh, And again, the C-stick, like I said, it has that octagonal cutout which helps you um, know which direction you're pushing. And I I think that's the reason a lot of people like these in Smash. It, of course, has a screenshot button, the plus and minus buttons, and the home button. And I will say this, the plus and minus buttons look like they are improvement over the default Joy-Cons because the default Joy-Cons, the minus button on the default Joy-Cons, you've heard me say this before, they are trash. I hate the minus buttons on the default Joy-Con. This one looks like a real button and probably easier to press. Uh, But uh, how much do these cost? They cost $60. If you are a huge Smash fan and you love Joy-Con... Not Joy-Cons. The the GameCube controller, then this might be a solution that you are definitely going to be interested in. And uh, if you want to see what they look like, again, check my... um, uh, check my uh, Twitter feed or go to the show notes so that you can see. You can also play with them sideways, although I don't know why you would. Uh, they also have the L2 and R2 buttons. They don't have um, like the Z button. I mean, they they, they have the... Um, oh gosh, what's the word that I'm looking for? I can't see if they have the triggers as well as as the bumpers it's hard to tell from this uh image and I'm trying to be able to see but I'm yes they do have okay I I had to look and see make sure that I was looking at the right thing they do in fact have triggers so they're not going to be analog triggers keep in mind these are going to be digital triggers because the switch doesn't have uh digital or analog triggers Uh, but if that's something that you're interested in then there you go check it out Uh, before we get out of here, I've got possible leaks for the next Nintendo Direct. And if you don't want to hear anything about it, then I will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Uh, Stay awesome. But um, now you've had enough time, hopefully, to turn it off if you don't want to hear the quote-unquote Nintendo Direct leaks, which might just be nonsense. But first off, they might reveal the starter evolutions for Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, like um, you know, you start with those three little dudes the 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 fire bunny and the the little water dude that turns invisible, and then the monkey who's green for some reason, like uh, Grokey or whatever his name I can't remember. Uh, but you start with those guys, and then uh, apparently this next Direct might reveal their their final evolutions, which is kind of odd because I don't believe that we've seen their second evolutions yet. So skipping that and going all the way to the final evolution seems odd. But uh, there's a new leak that says that we may have information on the next Nintendo Direct. Uh, it will feature information on Pokemon Sword and Shield, Smash Brothers, Animal Crossing. And uh, according to the leak, it's going to happen on November 13th. And that falls on a Wednesday, just so you all know. Um, Let's see, what exactly are they going to tell us? Well, first off, apparently we're going to see multiplayer stuff, crafting, and other upgrades to Animal Crossing, which I'm very excited for that game coming out next year. Uh, On top of that, Uh, apparently the Smash Brothers Ultimate portion is going to see, um, a Minecraft character, Steve from Minecraft probably, and have an alternate character of Alex when you want to hit the button so that you can have a female, uh, character as well. Also, Crash Bandicoot will be confirmed as the next DLC character, and Rio uh is teased as the second, fi- as the first character in the second Fighters Pass. And if you're not sure who he is, he's from the Ninja Gaiden series. Um, let's just say that take all of this with a grain of salt because we really don't know what's happening. These are just rumors, and of course, there's always rumors. And nine times out of 10, these rumors are nonsense. But I wanted to let you all know just in case. All right, before we get out of here, I just want to say again, please do me the favor and check out Run Jump Stomp. That's anchor.fm slash Run, Stomp. Or you can just go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows and subscribe to it straight through there. It doesn't cost you anything. It's free. And what I think I'll do, is I will actually attach a um, uh, last episode, which is about ten minutes long, uh, the last episode to the end of this one, or, or you know what? I'll have a I'll, I'll I'll attach it tomorrow, or so. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Uh, I don't know why. I, I- <laughs> Sometimes I'm just dumb. Um, I'll figure out what I'm going to do. Anyway, thank you for listening, and I really hope that you check out that other stuff. And even if you don't really aren't, even if you're not really interested, it would be a huge help if you would just download the show, a huge, huge help if you just download the show every week. And if you know somebody who likes gaming news in general, just tell them about, say, hey, I know this guy who does an awesome Nintendo podcast. And uh, if you don't, if you're not a Nintendo person, that's okay. He's also got this other podcast that's about just video games in general, and it's super quick. It's like 10 minutes per episode at the most. Uh, So make sure that you uh, help me out there because it would really, really be amazing. Anyway, become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com discord. We've been seeing a lot of new people in there lately, and that just makes me so happy. To, to see people in there talking about video games. Even when I'm too busy to get in there and have a conversation, there's constant chatter going on. You guys are amazing. Uh, so there's a, a bunch of awesome people who like the same kind of stuff that you do all in one place, and you can go hang out with them. Uh, and, you know, we've got an LFG channel, so you can get groups together and, and play games together, especially for games like Killer Queen Black. If you want to watch the show live um, when, when I'm not sick, uh, head on over to twitch.tv slash run jump stomp. You can get a hold of me by emailing me run stomp at gmail.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at run stomp. Use the hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft because as I said, I've got lots of other shows and I want to know which show you're talking to. Um, that being said, I tend to save up all of the feedback from you guys and I throw it on the Saturday episode of Switchcraft. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information, check out gstu.net. And if you want to support the show, go to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And for more content like this, go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. You guys are awesome. Thank you for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.